first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant, but are never truly dead. They may be recalled to active life through the incantations presented in this book. It is through recitation of these passages that the demons are given license to possess the living. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the, the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 23. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing the 1981 film, The Evil Dead, mm-hmm. which has quite a cult following. Yes. I personally had never seen this. I saw the remake in theaters mm-hmm. and it horrified me. So I have not seen the original until we watched it for this episode. And there, this is going to be a touchy episode because I know so many people just love yeah. this movie. I didn't love this movie, but I didn't dislike this movie. It just didn't really do much for me. And I think the big root of that is it just wasn't something I watched when I was younger or growing up. The nostalgia up. wasn't there. Exactly. That was my problem, And too. seeing the... To me, and this may be an unpopular opinion, I don't really know how m- the masses felt about the Evil Dead remake... That one just shook me to my core because you know how I am about faces and demonic faces and demons. And that one was just so gruesome and Mm -hmm. graphic and horrifying that it has like that was one of those where I was in the theater and I'm one of those people you make fun of because in the episode you did with your mom, you were like those people with the blankets. That was me in the theater. That was my call out to you because I I know that's you. I was actually with an ex when we went and saw this. And luckily, we were the only ones in the theater because we waited. First of all, I'm from a small town. So the movie theater, it's you go on a weeknight, it's not very hopping. And mm-hmm. it was towards the end of this release in theaters. It had been a month or so. And it was about to transition into dollar movies and Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't anybody in the theater with us, which was awesome because I was just able to react yeah. how I primitively needed to react to it and it uh it's one of those things where if i'm laying in bed at night i see two faces i see the face of the exorcist reagan mcneil mm-hmm. and i see the girl from the evil dead remake yeah this one though it, it was in the early 80s mm-hmm. so of course i can't hold the lack of special effects i suppose against it yeah. and that's not really what it just didn't i mean it was fine for what it was i thought it just i was just it didn't invoke any of those same responses. Yeah. Like... What I mostly liked was the background of the making of. Like, it was these yeah. two friends that loved to do the story so much that they mortgaged homes and land to get yeah. this done. And this was a Sam Raimi. <clears throat> yeah. And this was the start of Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Yeah. This was their start. I mean, going on later on, he does Spider-Man, and it's like, right. like a $350 million picture. Franchise, yeah. This was a $350,000 picture. There's quite yeah. a difference between that. Definitely. And there wasn't a huge star-studded cast in this Mm-mm. at the time. I mean, you have the actor that plays Ash known so well for this series. Now. Right. But it wasn't like... He brought in, you know, big like John Travolta and yeah. all the big names from the 70s and the 80s. And I, I will give it that 
it was an early 80s movie and so obviously you're not gonna you're not gonna get cgi like you have today Mm -hmm. and the special effects are gonna be kind of lame that's Mm -hmm. just the thing about the 80s but then when you look at things that were done earlier like carrie well you have psychological stuff earlier yeah also right which we don't have in this either yeah and then you look at slashers like nightmare on elm street or even friday the 13th in 1980 It's just a little better, but I think what they were going for was something that was going to take it beyond just someone getting stabbed. So I think it was more difficult for them to do some of these gruesome kills without being... it was gruesome. Like, there was a lot of fake blood on screen. Yeah, and so I don't... It was just, you know, like I said, it's not something that I grew up watching, and so it was just a little flat for me, but I still appreciate it for what it is, what it started, Mm -hmm. and what it went for Mm -hmm, it reached for so it starts with this entity demon we don't really know at this point if you don't know the background it's a point of view shot or it could be even be an animal Mm -hmm. like you don't really know it's just something that is going through the forest and swampy areas and these ponds very quickly and very ominously and which was just two dudes holding ropes on from a two by four and the camera was on the two by four and they're just running through oh it looks pretty good it's not like super jumpy or choppy or anything it's pretty good It uh, cuts to these friends and they're all in a car headed to a cabin in the woods, Mm -hmm. which I love speaking of cabin in the woods. It's just so I know that there were cabin movies in the woods. Like, like, for example, in 1980, we had Friday the 13th, which was like a bunch of cabins in the woods. It's just interesting to see some of the stuff that cabin in the woods, which is your favorite horror movie, took from this and other things like this. It was just absolutely and a cabin in the woods is an interesting vacation choice, in my opinion. I think that it would be great in an area that's known, but you start, they don't, they've never seen this place. They have, it's like off the beaten path. The guy says it could kind of be in bad shape. Like you don't, they don't really know what they're getting themselves into. I would have to see like, I don't know. Yeah. That sounds scary. <laughs> that was a real cabin that they stumbled upon. They um, didn't even know where they were going to film it. And mm. the crew found that. And it had been, it had had squatters there for so many years that it was in such bad shape. It had no electricity, which they had to have. Mm -hmm. And they ended up putting, I think, like $10,000 of work into this cabin to make it suitable. Mm. They actually lived there throughout the whole filming. And it was so cold in the winters that they were actually burning the furniture in the house, the the cast and crew, to, to have a fire. It's like a survival story. Yeah. So that's what I like is the background of how yeah. much these people cared to make this movie. Yeah, that's true. Ash is navigating for them, and he's your main character. He looks so high. Yeah. <laughs> Which, actually, there's a part of the movie that has been cut out, and they're drinking moonshine. Mm. That's why he looks like that. Got it. And it keeps cutting to the young adults in the car and to something moving rapidly towards them. And something possesses the steering wheel and puts them in the path of an oncoming truck. Like it just like jerks over and he can't, the driver who is Scotty can't right the wheel. And the acting is so great. The woman. Yeah. "Ah." Just screaming. (laughs) (laughs) One of the friends, and it eventually writes and he's like, oh, it's your fucking car or whatever to Ash. And one of the friends asks Scotty why they're getting the place so cheap. And he's like, I don't know. I've never seen it. And so like. If you're getting a too-good-to-be-true deal, I think I would leave it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to go to this isolated cabin in the woods that exactly. the owner is just trying to rent out for anything he can because it's in such bad shape. 
they get off this is another thing that I, I would be like absolutely not you can leave me here i'll walk the fuck back mm-hmm. because they come upon this bridge that says dangerous and as they're driving over planks from this bridge are falling mm-hmm. and the fucking one of the fucking tires just goes through and the dude's like it's fine it's okay Something fine. I would lose my shit. I would not even make it to the cabin no. because getting there would scare the ever-loving shit out mm-hmm. of me. And they just move on. Mm-hmm. They're like, eh, it's fine. We'll be able to get back across. Like, mm-hmm. you, do you not realize you have to go back across this bridge when you've already lost so many yeah. planks? I think of that when they're on the other side of the bridge also. And they're driving through and the woods are so close. But there's also a drop-off, literally, I don't know, maybe four feet to their yeah. left. You don't even know. You can't even see how close that drop-off might be ahead of you. Right. You might just drive. No. Yeah, exactly. Would not even make it to the cabin, luckily. And then they finally get to the cabin, and there's this cute little swing out front, but what it's doing is not cute. It's just repetitively hitting Mm -hmm. the side of the cabin, and this it's very rhythmic. But I was even looking at the trees and stuff, and there wasn't really much wind going on. Yeah. So you're like, "Mm, okay. And then it just stops. Yeah. Which is demons. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty gets the keys and they're just chilling above the door frame. So he just feels around and pulls them down. And they're like old timey keys on a ring. And there are a couple of them there. And he starts unlocking the door. And they just start, you know, exploring the cabin mm-hmm. as you do. Scotty finds a workroom that's got like chains and saw blades and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, well, maybe somebody's a hobbyist. I don't know. And then it cuts to night. And one of the girls' name is Cheryl, and she is an artist. And since, again, there's not much to do in an isolated Mm -hmm. cabin, so she is sketching the clock that's on the wall. And it stops, and it starts clanging, and then all this spooky wind just starts blowing through the open window. And something controls her hand, and she draws what looks like a book. Mm -hmm. With a face. With a face. And then right as the wind dies down, this, like, trap door looking it's a door a cellar door Mm -hmm. just flies open like which happens in my movie cabin in the woods also yeah exactly and how is she just now noticing this it's got chains all over like yeah you're just you're just like oh my god there's a door here and then it cuts to them all just eating dinner together like there wasn't just some crazy wind that somehow blew the floor open (laughs) and they're they're also drinking and then it flies open again in front of everybody cellar door flies open and one of them is smart and says that they should close it up like mm-hmm. don't go down there and they they all are kind of in agreement that they hear something down there and so my first indication would be put whatever the heaviest thing is in this whole cabin on top of that chain it shut yep. like and i don't leave in the morning i don't know what's down there i don't want to know what's down there because even if it is an animal it could be dangerous mm-hmm. i mean i think they're in michigan I saw one of them wearing a Michigan sweatshirt, like, for the college, so I don't know if they were in Michigan. I think that's where Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi were from. So it may may make sense. Because I know they filmed pieces there, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know I don't think it really ever says. I just know one of them had a Michigan sweatshirt I know the cabin on. is actually in North Carolina. Got it. And so you're – but really in any forested area, whatever region of the country, there are bobcats. There are – I mean, even raccoons mm-hmm. will lose their shit on you, even if it's a little one. Uh, there are bears in some parts of... Or the fact that there were squatters there, like, in real life. So yeah. who knows what's down in that basement. Right. <laughs> and they all know that something's down there, so Scotty 
decides to go down. Oh, of course. I mean, that's what you have to do in a horror movie. Right. You go check it out. And Ash, so going into this, I didn't really know much about the background of this movie. All I knew was that in the second one, Ash is kind of this, like, as far as like Badass. the yeah, and he's not in this movie, which no. was interesting to me because I thought that he was going to be the big burly dude that stepped up and mm-hmm. went and checked out all the stuff, but he's like, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. And Ash calls down to him after Scotty's been there for a while, and Scotty doesn't answer. And Ash tells Linda, which is his girlfriend, to get him a flashlight. And of course, they only brought one, and Scotty took it, so he has to go down with a lantern. And Ash goes down into the cellar, and Scotty is nowhere to be found at first. And there's, like, nasty, thick stuff. You don't really see it very well other than it's really thick as far as color goes. It kind of looks black. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just nasty. And it's just dripping off the pipes from the ceiling. And then there's this door in front of him where you can assume that Scotty probably is. And Ash opens it. And, of course, Scotty jumps out at him to scare him. He's like, boo. And I would, like, smack the shit out of (laughs) Scotty. There is, in this room, there is a ripped up Hills Have Eyes poster. Yep. They find a shotgun and Ash finds the old book that something possessed Cheryl to draw. Possessed. Get it. (laughs) Get it. Get it. (laughs) And they open it, of course. And it's a lot of like skulls and anatomical drawings of Mm -hmm. bodies. And they also find it was a dagger. I believe it was I just saw I remember seeing a skull on it Scotty's like the joker like he's the comedic relief but it's like that I hate to say it but it's like that cheesy bad acting Mm -hmm. like 80s like poor place just annoying one-liner joke kind of things and it just doesn't land well in my opinion but that's pretty similar to how I would say like a a b-movie horror would be Mm -hmm, exactly but this I don't think is really considered a b-horror movie it's got like a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 95 crazy or something. To me. Yeah, so that's interesting too. And of course, there's the 80, I love 80s lightning, like in Poltergeist mm-hmm. too, outside. And so it's getting all stormy and spooky. And Scotty found a tape downstairs and he plays it. And it's someone that has been doing excavation in the mountains and him and his wife moved to the cabin to get away. Mm-hmm. He says the book is bound in human flesh and inked with human blood. And that would be all I needed to hear. Yeah, like, right. Turn that shit off. It talks about dealing with a the book dealing with demon, a, a demon and demons, and the demons may be recalled by incantations by the passages in the book, and they may possess the living. And Scotty is just taunting all of them. Mm-hmm. He's like egging it on, you know. And Cheryl is not having it. Like she's already had some sort of experience exactly. here, and I don't blame her. I would be so freaked out at that point i would want to leave because of that Mm -hmm. if something took control over any part of my body i would be like oh hell no absolutely not but she doesn't tell them what happened Mm -hmm. she just kind of moves on until this and so a window breaks out because a tree limb comes through it as cheryl is yelling shut it off and just screaming and then she ends up just running out of the room and then everyone kind of disperses because there's been a big upset and this spooky tape and ash and linda decide to stay up together and just listen to the storm and as they're sitting there linda decides she's going to go check on cheryl to make sure that she's okay while she's gone ash gets out a what looks like a jewelry at first i thought it was a ring box and he was going to propose yeah but it's a gift to surprise linda and he puts it on his this is so stupid he puts it on his lap and then she comes back she's been gone for like two seconds (laughs) 
and he acts like he's asleep and she pulls it out and i was like is that a fucking monocle what it's, it's like a magnifying glass yeah it it had um i was reading up on it it had a lot more purpose on more length of film but they had to cut a lot of it yeah i'm sure yeah. it was supposed to be he was supposed to use the magnifying glass to burn the necronomicon book that's what was supposed um, to happen but then sam raimi and bruce campbell were like that's kind of stupid so they that's interesting because you know i i knew that it was significant especially because at the cutting ahead but he the end of the book it becomes something he reaches for and uses and is holding at the end which i'm like okay well it was linda's and she's gone but literally those two trying to make it important because it was so important for them to create that footage they had to have some reason for him to have that fucking magnifying glass so So he used it as like a fishing like yes well it looked like a monocle but it's a necklace and she tells him she'll never take it off and they start like making out and then you can see something it cuts to this entity's point of view is watching them all from outside the windows and it's like moving from window to window window and then it sees cheryl and cheryl is alone Mm -hmm. because there are three women two men and two of the women have men and Mm -hmm. cheryl is the outlier here she's that fifth wheel if you Mm -hmm. will and she goes to the window and hears something outside and this bitch goes outside it's a horror movie she has to i know and again this is like it's not early horror because the horror horror has been around since like the 1910s or the teens rather but it's that slasher horror yeah that that stereotypical i gotta go outside and get killed i mean that's what you gotta do right and she is that bitch yeah (laughs) she's like is anybody out there and i wrote bitch shush (laughs) don't ask for it to come get you she wanders off into the forest alone okay so first of all let's just think about it like this this is a fucking forest that is isolated that we've already established has swamps cliffs shady bridges so maybe if you're gonna go out and be a dumb bitch bring another dumb bitch with you (laughs) (laughs) safety in numbers right but no she just goes out there alone and she's like i know somebody's out there i heard you in the cellar okay so first of all (laughs) you were scared of what was in the cellar to begin with and now Mm -hmm. you're just like coming to its comfort zone no no absolutely not and something in that point of view is barreling towards her. It's literally knocking down trees. Mm-hmm. Did they really knock down trees? I don't know. I didn't read anything about that part. I better not knock down trees. I don't know. <laughs> Evil Dead on its own ruined it. All, all deforestation was because of these Oh, my show. God. <laughs> and then these vines and branches start wrapping her up and holding her down. And it rips her clothes. And we have to get some boobage. This is our boobage that oh we get God. in this movie. But we don't really, actually. It's one boob. She covers herself pretty good. Yeah. And then it rips away, but you don't you see it for like half a second. Yeah. It's not very long. But I was like, there's the boob. I was kind of impressive for something so gory that you don't really. Yeah. Because I just assumed that since there are two couples here, that it would be a little bit more sexual in nature. But mm-hmm. they really cut to the demon gore stuff pretty quickly. And they yeah. don't dwell on that, which I appreciate. But we do get a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And well, we got a little bit before when it was looking at windows, too. Yeah, that's true. She, she takes her shirt, shirt off. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't like, again, it, like, really like this, too, it was not it? something it dwelled on. It was just like these are, first of all, taking your shirt off when you're getting ready for bed is like a normal exactly. thing to do. It's not like we're going to have this intense sex moment. Yeah, it was just like seeing a female body mm-hmm. and that was it, which, you know, whatever. And then it starts like going up her leg because it's holding her down and it's disturbing in the way the remake is. You know, obviously the remake took from this and it's Mm -hmm. just 
she gets the branches off of her eventually after it crawls up her legs and in between her legs and the tree rapes her okay yes and she gets the branches off of her and starts taking off running i just wanted to bring up i just watched the director commentary of cabin in the woods and they actually had a he didn't want to call it a rapey tree but it's a molesting tree which come on that definitely came from evil dead that idea of course yeah yeah that's pretty cool another nod to older cabin films yep and then in typical slasher fashion there is a running and screaming scene oh absolutely where she falls down way too much at first she does good it's like right when she gets in view of the cabin she just starts getting up and falling and getting up and falling over and over and over and then she finally gets to the door and the door is locked and okay she's beating on the door and screaming Mm -hmm. this is a small cabin nobody hears her there's no other sounds around nobody hears you screaming for help your friends are shitty they're they're not paying attention (laughs) and she remembers of course that the keys are up on the door frame and uh, it's advancing on her so it keeps switching to this point of view of it getting closer and closer and right before it gets to her she closes the door and it kind of slinks back a little bit cheryl tells them the woods are alive and she wants to leave this place immediately and cheryl is ash's sister mm-hmm. so um ash says he'll take her to ashley. town to st- ashley yeah just so gone with the wind Love i was about it. to say <laughs> you don't hear that for a male name very often no. but i've heard it in this and i've heard it in gone with the wind mm-hmm. and i think that's it so ash says he'll take her to town to stay the night and they go outside and of course the car won't start at first Cheryl says it won't let them leave. She's, like, convinced that this is, like, a thing that... And then he, like, fucking starts. Yeah, the force won't (laughs) let them leave, and then the car starts. And the other three just go back inside. And there is so much fog machine in this movie. Mm -hmm. The woods are so smoky, and I'm like, it was a little too much fog for me. Mm -hmm. But I get they were going for that that type of ambiance. So they get going, and then they get to the bridge. Mm -hmm. And ain't no bridge anymore. So Ash gets out to kind of look around and see what's going on. And then Cheryl goes looking for him after a few minutes, of course. And she runs like she, I don't know. I just, I would be so scared to be alone. I think I would just rather stay in the car alone. Absolutely. I would not get out of that fucking car. I wouldn't go back into the forest, especially she in my, I would be act way more traumatized than her Mm -hmm. with everything that just happened. And, but she doesn't find him. And so she's running around for a little bit and she runs back to the car and they essentially run into each other and the bridge is down and she's. They figure that out and she's just losing her shit. And she's like, see, it's not going to let us leave. They go back to the cabin and they play the tape again. The man says his wife has become a demon and the only way to stop it is bodily dismemberment. And the other two girls, Linda and Shelly are their names, are playing like, guess my card. And mm-hmm. one girl, I think like is Ghostbusters. Yeah. One girl is asking Linda, what is it? And then she, she gets her. it wrong every single time. But the girl's like, oh, my God, you got it right. I'm amazing. But then this part actually spooked me. I was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Because you just hear Cheryl off to the side start saying every single card that's coming up. And Mm -hmm. then she gets possessed as fuck. And she just, like, levitates into the air and starts saying, you will all die one by one like the others before you. And her eyes and face are all changed. And, of course, she has a spooky voice. And it's all her face is all cut up and all this stuff. And so then there starts to be a altercation between all of them and she gets a pencil Mm -hmm. and she just stabs it right through which is horrible linda's achilles what is with all they know that that's gonna make people go that you can't protect and it's like the eyes the achilles like and you have to have it you can't run away from something if you 
don't have, have your an ankle. A, yeah, like. <laughs> right. There's no way. And uh, so poor Linda, she gets back up and she starts laughing maniacally, of course, and advancing on Ash with the pencil. And then Scotty decks her with the butt of an axe and traps her in the cellar. I love that. Yeah. And so then she starts, you know, join there. us, join us. And that's the big thing that this demon keeps saying mm-hmm. join us over and over and then they're all sitting around and the demon is peeking through the cellar door and Shelly I think it's Shelly or Linda but I think Linda's pretty out of it at this point so I think it's Shelly just starts yelling her eyes her eyes for God's sake what happened to her eyes and she's making these horrible groaning laughing sounds and Shelly tells Scott she thinks something else is still in the woods and I the Okay, so I know I keep talking about the remake, but it just we'll do it eventually and go through it. But one thing that really bothers me about this movie and the remake, and I say bothers me in like a scares me way, is the way that the demon peers through the cellar door. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a little slit that she can see out of, and it bothers me. Again, it's it's just one of those things that I see at night when I can't sleep is something just peering at me and just seeing their eyes. It just... yeah. It really gets to me. So even on this one where, of course, the it's not quite as creepy, just seeing a fucked up demon face. Yeah, they're not as scary, but I figured the demon faces might get you a little bit. Yeah, it did. It wasn't one of those that stayed with me like um, when I went to sleep at night. This one wasn't, but the remake definitely still is. You know, I say this movie was kind of flat for me, but it did do something for that part of what I like watching but don't like watching. Yeah. You know, it's it's like the grudge for you. Like, yeah. it's good but it just sticks with you. Yeah. I, the only one that actually creeped me out a little bit was Ash's girlfriend. Like the porcelain doll type. Yeah, that was so good. Was like, mm. Yeah. And they listened to this tape right before she started, you know, she's down there doing all their shit. So it planted that this is how you get rid of mm-hmm. the demon. So at least they have that. It's kind of like they have an instruction manual, which a lot of people in horror don't get it's like all guesswork but this guy on this tape who i wonder if was the guy that rented them the cabin or if yeah you don't know Mm -mm. what happened to him so maybe he's the owner and he is like i mean i'm either gonna make some money on this or he knows that i mean you don't really know why but mm-hmm. maybe it's just willed down to some poor old dude doesn't know what to do with it so he rented it out to a couple college kids i don't know also every time they laughed and like it started playing that i have a subwoofer that touches my couch and it had some good sound and i was like oh so turn the bass up when you watch this movie because it made it better and then something breaks through the window and gets shelly and when i say got shelly i mean like possesses shelly mm-hmm. and so she disappears and they're all looking for her after all this commotion and scott goes into the bathroom and pulls back the shower curtain And nothing is there. But as soon as he turns around, a possessed Shelly is digging her nails into him and ripping off flesh. And he comes out into the living room with her, like, on top of his shoulders. And he starts burning her in the fireplace initially, but he ends up saving her. Because this is his girlfriend. Yeah. And he should have just left her in the fire. Because Cheryl is under the door, like, laughing and really orchestrating. When I say Cheryl, it's demon Cheryl but Orcus kind of pulling the strings on all this and Shelly pushes Scott's face tries to push it into the fireplace but before he gets burned Ash is he's like yelling at Ash and Ash is just watching with an axe and watches Shelly like chew her own hand off Mm -hmm. isn't that what she chews her own hand off and Ash is like 
again, this is when I realized Ash is not the character that I thought he was going to be based on just what I had heard, I guess, specifically about the second one. I, he he freezes a lot in this movie because mm-hmm. he just can't process what he's seeing. And it's just so... What I've heard about... I have not seen the second one. This is only my second viewing ever of this movie. But what I've heard of the second one is it's basically Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, their reimagination of the first one. So I think mm. it's going to be them making Ash better. I think Got it. that's what it is. Not quite we'll sure. We'll find out. It's yeah. on the schedule for next year. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of sequels next year that we did the first ones of this year so we're gonna find out don't ruin it for us (laughs) so they finally stab her and she seems to die but as scotty walks by her she gets up i feel like if you know that dismemberment is going to be the key here just start chopping a head off Mm -hmm. like immediately scotty yells at ash to hit her with the axe but again he freezes up and scotty then starts dismembering it her and ash can't watch and the body parts are just twitching on the ground and he lays the axe down next to the body i think i still wouldn't lay the axe down at all Mm -hmm. that's one of those things in horror movies where i wish just keep the weapon with you Mm -hmm. like in halloween don't drop the knife pick it up keep it with you exactly or uh like don't drop the axe or don't put your gun down or whatever just keep if you're ever in a situation don't ever assume they're dead even if they look real dead because they're never dead. <laughs> Which I know I shouldn't be bringing up, but that's why I like Cabin in the Woods. Because yeah. they actually give you an answer to that. Exactly. why they're dropping the weapons. Yeah. And Scott says they should leave. And, you know, Linda's, she had something stabbed through her Achilles. And so she's sleeping. Like, her body's just like, uh-uh. I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing this. And Scotty knows that she's in there laying down. And he says, we'll just leave her if we have to and come back for her. And Ash is like, no, we're not going <laughs> to leave, leave Linda. Just leave her with these demons. Yeah. And Scott says he doesn't care. She's your girlfriend. You take care of her. It's like, I mean, he took care of his girlfriend. He dropped yeah. her to bits, so, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Cheryl's down there laughing and says, soon all of you will be like me. And Ash goes to check on Linda. And she's sleeping somehow. I'm assuming she's in chalk. And he pulls the covers up and looks at her foot. And it starts, it's a hole. And mm-hmm. it starts turning black and veiny and spreading really quickly. And she just pops up demony. And mm-hmm. starts laughing. And this cackle is a very high-pitched, like, I can't even do it because, well, I probably, yeah, exactly. I was about to say, I'll just start coughing because I have, like, a chest cold or something. But it's so girly and high-pitched. Yeah, like uh, like a child almost. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's and like a porcelain doll. Exactly. And he backs up towards the door and Scotty has gotten all fucked up at this point saying, Cheryl, you know, he's like, real bloody like mm-hmm. i don't know if i missed something because i was taking notes but he just got real fucked up i'm assuming it's just what his his girlfriend did oh, okay Wait, he's just reeling now yeah. and dealing and with injuries dying, like he's getting possessed too so. yeah and he says cheryl was right it's not going to let us leave and scotty says that there's a trail around the bridge but the trees won't let them leave the woods are alive the demons, which at this point are Cheryl and Linda, are just laughing. And Scotty starts throwing up blood and Ash <laughs> goes over to Linda and slaps her across the face. Like a bunch of times. And it, she just keeps laughing. And she's just sitting in the doorway. Just like yeah. cross-legged, just sitting there not doing anything really creepy. Yeah. other or, um, She's just laughing and menacing. her head's but... going back and forth a little bit laughing. and That was the best part. Was yeah. Cool. Demon Cheryl says, kill her if you can, lover boy, because he's so soft and sweet. Mm-hmm. And, 
I mean, who could kill their loved one? Mm-hmm. It's like all these movies where your loved one gets possessed or something and they, you can't have, even if it's not them, it still looks like them mm-hmm. to an extent, you know. And she's just laughing and laughing and he points the shotgun at her. And it cuts back to Linda's real face. So the demon, you know, lets her look like herself. And she just says, Ash, help me, please. And he falls for it. Mm -hmm. And he embraces her. And Cheryl's demon voice from the cellar comes back and tells Ash she's okay now. Unlock the chain and let her out. So it did the same thing to Cheryl. It's a demon, but it lets Cheryl's natural voice Mm -hmm. come out and say, it's over now. It's okay. You can let me out of the cellar. And Ash is weak. And Ash falls to his knees and kneels down and he's like, Cheryl? And he gets the keys out of his pocket like a dumbass and he peeks into the crack of the cellar door and of course a hand breaks through and grabs his neck. And Linda is back to demon Linda and giggling and yelling, we're gonna get you. Mm -hmm. And he drags her out. He drags Linda outside as she's yelling, useless, useless and time will come for you. And he just leaves her outside. Like... Ah, you had something stabbed through your foot even if you are a demon like i'm just gonna leave you outside but i'm pretty sure if it was motivated enough which you see later it'll just stand up it doesn't care and then he just comes back inside and he tries to tend to scotty and gives him some water and of course uh linda gets back in and she has she stabs him and she's got this like dagger and she's just licking the blood off the blade which is not as bad as what happened in the remake (laughs) And they have, like, of course, a little altercation. And he gets too close to the cellar as Linda is advancing on him. And Cheryl grabs his ankle. She couldn't see him, by the way. Those contact lenses were so thick. They were saying that it's like looking through Tupperware. And she literally couldn't see him when they were doing that scene. I can't imagine, like, knowing what I know about eyes and contact lenses. Like, the modern technology colored contact lenses... Like, prescription ones are so uncomfortable. They could only wear those contacts, I think it was, like, 20 minutes at a time, and then they had to let their eyes breathe. I'm sure they weren't getting any oxygen to their eyes at all, so hopefully they didn't fuck up their corneas from filming this. At least they knew that back then, and they let their eyes breathe for a while. I was kind of impressed hearing that. That's true. He eventually is able to stab Linda, and uh, I know it's not, and it's supposed to be kind of, like, Reagan-esque, but she uh, throws up milk. (laughs) It's like this white liquid. That was supposed to be so that they wouldn't get such a high censorship. So that wouldn't be, I mean, it's really gory. There's a lot of blood anyway, but so it wouldn't be so much blood. Let's do some milk. Yeah. It was 2%. (laughs) I knew it was milk. (laughs) I don't know what it was. It was just supposed to be some sort of vomit or projectile but it i was like that's fucking milk (laughs) which is now i you know how i feel about milk just drinking it oh no did they just put it in their mouth and just like like spit it i don't know just take a swig real quick (laughs) he drags linda's body downstairs and chains it to a board and he grabs a chainsaw to dismember her but he looks at the necklace that he just gave her, which is just perfectly sitting on her chest. Mm-hmm. Hasn't moved. It's not behind her. It's not, like, tangled up. Because that's totally how it works in real life. Right. You think he's, you know, and he stops. And, it's like, you think, you know, like, no, do it. But I don't think w- not wanting to kill your girlfriend is weak. Mm-hmm. I just think that's humanity, mm-hmm. you know. And he just lays his head down over her body and just starts sobbing and decides to take her outside to bury her. 
And then the demon Cheryl starts getting all excited again. And you can see Linda open her demony eyes and look at Ash while he's digging a grave yeah. for her. And then it, we're doing that same thing again that we did with the little magnifying glass in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's looking and then she's looking, but they're not looking at each other. And yep. And Cheryl looks like she's about to get out. She's made some good progress on opening that cellar door up. It's like wider and wider and wider. And she's getting close. So Ash finally finishes his shallow little grave and stops digging and kneels down to pick her up. And he lays her in the grave. Ash starts covering her up with dirt and he buries her. And he sees that her necklace has been taken off. And he bends down to grab it. And of course, she busts out of the ground and shreds his leg. It looks like almost to the bone just with her nails. Right? Like it's just cake. Mm -hmm. Like easy to go through. Like it's nothing. Like fondant, I guess, is what I'm trying to explain there. And she throws up more milk. (laughs) And he beats her with like a wooden beam of some sort. Styrofoam, but yeah. Yeah. It looked like it was uh, too, like, cut to be just, like, a random branch he found, but it looked like it was supposed to be, like, some sort of, like, two-by-four beam Mm -hmm. or something. And then he drops her head off with a shovel. But the body is still trying to kill him while the head's separated over here laughing. Mm -hmm. Which was actually their little... They were scared that with the trees they were going to get people mad at them because Mm. they're raping a woman. But... This was their nod to look. A woman can do a woman can do it to a man too. I'm like, oh my god, that's so fucking weird. But okay, go yeah. horror, I guess. Yeah. He finally gimps back to the house and he sees that Cheryl has gotten out. A bedroom door opens on its own, and the natural thing to do is go in there. And he grabs he grabs the shotgun and focuses on a door that's moving back and forth, like it's uh, either a door to another room or a closet or something mm-hmm. like that. Just doing that same rhythm that the swing was doing in the beginning. And then Cheryl, of course, pops up in the window next to him and he goes to close the front door, but it's stuck. And so Cheryl's racing around the front to try to get to the front door and he's racing to the front door to try to close it before she can get in. And her hand gets through and he beats it and she's not able to get in. And as he closes the back door, he immediately realizes he also has to run to the back door. Mm-hmm. So that's good. At least he wasn't like, oh, OK, safe. And then it's like, no, there's a whole other door back there. It's a tiny cabin. Why does it even have two doors? But whatever. Yeah. Then he immediately realizes he has to go into the cellar to get a box of shells. So he just grabs this shotgun that is not loaded. Mm-hmm. First of all, when he goes in to investigate that door that opened, he grabs the shotgun, knowing full well that it's not loaded. So I guess he's just going to beat somebody with it, which they're heavy. You mm-hmm. can do some damage with the butt of a shotgun. And he goes down into the cellar and sees the thick stuff running off the pipes is blood. Corn syrup, maybe? Is that what makes most blood in horror movies? Yes, yeah. it is. And he, so he sees the blood running from the pipes and he's real spooked. And then the pipe bursts on him and he just gets blood or whatever this is that's trying to look like blood and it's like is it real blood or is the demon just trying to get in his head yeah Mm -hmm. and blood is pouring from the electrical outlets into light bulbs down the walls it's just running i love blood imagery like i love things that don't bleed bleeding i don't know i don't know it's kind of weird i just think it's spooky And a record starts playing music and something starts a projector in his face and it also starts running red with blood. And a voice just starts taunting him, we're going to get you. And various voices start talking to him in his friend's voices and things that they've previously said and stuff like that. He ends up getting the shells and he starts walking upstairs from an angle that's like you're looking up at him from the splits and the stairs and you think that something's going to come up from there and get him, but it doesn't. And then the clock chimes and then you hear pulse sounds and i cannot stand 
heartbeat sounds. They gross me out. I don't know why, but they just give me goosebumps. I think that's a great connection between you and I because the sounds of a pulse freak you out. The feel of a pulse freaks me out. Really? I can't hold hands with someone if i feel your pulse no 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 see i can't stand listening to them like monitor taking and feeling that (gasps) Mm. monitors don't bother me like beep beep Mm -hmm. like that doesn't bother me but actually hearing that like oh it just really irks me and makes me feel sick to my stomach i don't know why He's walking around the house, all sketched out, of course, and the shutters start opening and closing quickly on their own, and he reaches into a mirror, and it turns into water, and he screams. He freaks the fuck out. How scary would it be to be, you're completely alone Mm -hmm. at this point, because Scotty's dead, everyone else is dead, or a demon trying to get you, Mm -hmm. and so you're just completely alone, and then you just start, like, almost hallucinating things. I think one of the scariest things to me would be to not know what's real and what's fake. Mm -hmm. Like... Ugh, that just how do you defend yourself when you don't know yeah. what dimension you're in or if you're just going crazy or what i think that's what he thinks when he touches yeah. that mirror he's like i'm going fucking insane yeah and i wouldn't i would also not want to be if i was gonna die i would not want to go last dude i would not want to be the one that has seen all of this happen and then just be totally first. alone yeah like first or like second mm-hmm first preferably because you don't have to see all of Mm -hmm. this happen but i definitely would not want to be last i think it would just be too much and i wouldn't even have it in me to fight back Mm -hmm. because you've seen it overtake and overpower everyone else in front of you what makes you think you're going to be different and what as humans can we really do against a demon like nothing burn the book either i hope i'm first or i'd probably kill myself yeah he hears someone walking on the floor above him And he pulls Linda's necklace out of his pocket and he says her name, just says Linda one time. And the noises that he's been hearing and the clocks stop. And then these hands crash through the door behind him yelling, join us. So they just come straight through the door. And he shoots Cheryl's face through the door. And then Scotty's body pops up behind him and they start fighting. The book gets thrown near the fire. And so that happens as they're having this altercation. And then it shows Ash gouging out demon Scotty's eyes with his thumbs. Which they looked like soft little grapes. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if it's that that easy. I mean, yeah. eyes are pretty soft when you... This is going to be gross, but like when... I mean, I, we work in optometry and I know you're on the billing side, but I do a lot in clinic. When I'm taking pressures and I'm actually doing like a tonometry reading, which is where I actually... You can see the cornea give. So it's not... I'm sorry. I know you hate hate this conversation so much. I'm literally backing away from the mic and her right now. (laughs) I know you hate eyes, but like you can, you can see like, or if you're doing like a hard contact lens insertion or something, you can see the eye give in its socket a little bit. Oh, it's just interesting (laughs) to me. I would just wonder how easy it is to gouge somebody's eye out. That's all. You fucking psycho. (laughs) (laughs) But he made it look like they were just little unskinned grapes, you know, like Mm -hmm. you could just. God. I'm sorry. Are we done with the eyes now? Mm, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so then he grabs a pointy branch out of his leg that he's just had chilling in his leg. I think he pulled it out of Scotty's leg. And it's just like a keg. He just starts bleeding out from all these yeah. little orifices. <laughs> yep. And Ash sees the book is starting to burn and it's starting to affect them a little bit. And Cheryl Demon gets in and knocks him down. And as he's he's trying to get to the book to throw the whole thing in the fire instead of just like a corner of it because it's not actually in the fire. And as he's crawling towards it, Scotty grabs him. And Cheryl 
demon grabs a fire poker. So you've got two demons versus you just crawling on the floor. Your odds are not very good. But this is the one thing that bothered me in this movie more than anything else. And it probably shouldn't. But it just like, I was like, this could have been over and done with. Mm -hmm. If you're a demon, this is it. This is your shtick right here. Like, this is going to be it. Cheryl starts beating him with the flat side of the sharp fire poker. And I mean, Scotty's like gnawing on his leg and it's all this stuff, but he gets the book. The demons are, I mean, okay. So first of all, before we move forward, why not just stab the pointy end of the fire poker like they do in many movies, which makes sense, through him? Mm -hmm. And then it would be done. And you, yeah, you wouldn't have to fight this anymore. And he is trying to get this book by throwing the part of the necklace that he got Linda at it and trying to reel it towards him. He's like fishing for it, which I don't know how he thinks that's going to work, but it does. I mean, he throws, he gets it and he pulls it towards him and he throws the book in the fire and the demons start smoking. And I said, claymation melting. Yes. I said, stop. It looks like stop motion. It is. I said they start leaking laundry detergent because it's like blue <laughs> liquid <laughs> and they start falling apart and disintegrating. And that's when I said it looks like stop motion. Mm-hmm. I guess it's clay melting, which makes sense, mm-hmm. which is exactly what it looks like. Uh, and in my notes, I went back to the poker thing, but I'll just let that go for now. <laughs> it's like you wouldn't be disintegrating if you had just stabbed him with a poker. There's like nasty vomit looking stuff coming out of the arm of Scotty's sleeve and like just all this oozing and bugs and demon hands are bursting out of their bodies and then they just continue to disintegrate and you hear join us one last time and then it's daylight the sun comes up and he's holding linda's necklace in his hand and there's this nice uplifting music he walks outside and starts walking to the car and then the thing moving through the forest it's doing the point of view thing again Mm -hmm. so you can see it moving towards him and it ends with ash screaming as it descends on him and that's it Mm -hmm. i did notice that the credits you know honestly just thinking of early 80s horror with the level of special effects being 80s special effects, which is fine. I really wouldn't think it was that low budget. Mm-hmm. But there weren't a lot of cast and crew in the credits. And that's what really kind of tips you off that it was a lower budget mm-hmm. film and probably self-funded, I would assume, by it Sam was. Raimi and Bruce. Yeah. So Bruce Campbell, no, mainly. He ended up funded being it. the producer, basically, because yeah. he mortgaged like his house and stuff for this movie. That's a lot of dedication. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it paid off for both of them. They both are big names and they've done done a lot of stuff. And it's, I like seeing, you know, Sam Raimi come out with new stuff. I think his stuff is always interesting and a lot of it is. He's got a movie come out this year. Does he? Mm -hmm. Which one is it? Crawl. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to see that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I liked this movie. It was, like I said, I watched it and I didn't get super excited about any of it, but I didn't think it was bad for what it was. I just didn't have a lot to really say about it either way. It is what it is. I think that it inspired what, in my opinion, is a really good remake Mm -hmm. and a really scary premise. And I think it's different for the time. It was different than, you know, a different concept of demons going from person to person to person to person and claiming them. Yeah, and the Cabin in the Woods thing was still new at that point. We had basically exactly. only had Friday the 13th and only right. like one, maybe two movies at that point. 
Yeah. So it wasn't used and abused. So that was really cool. Yeah, exactly. It was pretty original. I would say very original for Mm, the time. And it sparked a lot of, uh, it inspired a lot of films in different pieces and places that things took from it. So I I appreciate it in that sense. You know, I would maybe watch this again come October when I'm just trying to just fill my entire schedule with nothing but scary every Mm -hmm. single day and spooky. It's probably not something where if I want a good scare, I'll reach for it. It's probably not something that if I want nostalgia, I'll reach for it because I don't have that going for it either. But it's not bad. I'd say for me, it'd be like a like a middle of the road, like three out of five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking probably two because honestly, I was pretty bored watching it. I kind of started nodding off. which made me sad because I don't have that nostalgia to go on. But because of the background of it, I think I'd probably up that to a three also. I'm really hoping that Evil Dead 2, because people love Evil Dead 2 even more than they love Evil Dead. So I'm super hoping that I love Evil Dead 2 next year. Is the Evil Dead 2 Army of Darkness? No, that's three. That's three. Which one is two? Two is just Evil Dead 2. Oh, it's just just Mm -hmm. the sequel. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that one as well because, again, I think this was pretty innovative for the time and I really appreciate what it did for movies going forward and what they took from that and for horror fans in general. I can see why people love this movie so much. It just didn't do that for me. Yeah. But I don't think it is a bad movie. It just, some horror movies hit the mark for me and some don't, whether I've seen them a million times or this, you know, or what. I don't really also discriminate against what era it's from and how cheesy it is that's just the way things were yeah i almost feel let down that i don't get to be a part of it like i wish i could be a part of that cult following and love it so much but i don't yeah well that's that's just the way it goes you know Thank you for joining us for this episode. Before I wrap up by giving social medias, we would like to ask, I know we ask for something different almost every episode. If you have ever had any near-death experiences and you remember some sort of outer body experience or something that you may have feel like you saw a glimpse of the other side or maybe just weird hallucinations or anything like that. I know I had one. Yeah, comas, mm-hmm. concussion, I mean, just anything, or if you got sick, so sick that you were close to death or died and came back, let us know. We've got something really cool planned for this one coming up that I think that you all will really enjoy. I said you all instead of y'all, and I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> but yeah, please let us know. Email us at theexorcisters at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at the Exorcisters Podcast. Our Twitter is at the Exorcisters. We also have a website that I forget to mention all the time. It is www.exorcisters.com. We have a blog with uh, some of the stories that we've written as well as the podcast on there if you're not a fan of any of the apps that we are on. And next time, we will make you one of us. Till then, stay creepy.